Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 11 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. And make sure to also follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. So, for tonight's episode, it's going to be a shorter one. There were a lot of games, but I could only get to so many, and those were the ESPN games tonight, the Celtics and the Heat, and the Clippers and the Warriors. Tomorrow will be a more feature-length recap with the games of tonight, the Suns, the Hawks, and the Wizards. I will probably be doing that after Inside the NBA tomorrow, likely, because I do love watching the guys. But let's get into tonight's event, starting with the Clippers just coming off a big win, a bounce-back victory, 108-101 to against the Warriors, who had won two games in a row. I have to say, it wasn't the prettiest of games, but these are the type of games that I love for my team to win, the games that aren't easy, the games that you're just going to have to go a little bit of that extra mile, dig a little deeper, the shot's not falling, the offense isn't flowing the best, but you come out and still get the win anyway. And it was from the start, the Clippers' defensive intensity, you couldn't complain about really tonight at all, especially the way we were guarding Stephen Curry. Every single pick and roll, throwing two at him. And Ibaka was doing such a great job of going out to the perimeter and not letting Steph turn the corner. And then the main guy we really have to shout out, you'll never realize his impact from this 2 of 8, 1 of 5 from 3 stat line. Patrick Beverly's off-ball defense on Stephen Curry tonight was nothing short of a hound. Sublime. Unbelievable. And that, and honestly, I don't, I don't even think Steph Curry had that bad of a game. I just think this is what's going to happen. He was still making some really good reads out of the traps and still, you know, picking his spots and not forcing it too much. He only ended up 5 of 17. It looks awful, but I think it's mostly because of the way we defended him. And Pat Bev was always in his grill. And, of course, we have a lot of long guys that can switch on him too. So when we had more versatile lineups like in the start of the game, we had guys like Nick Batum who, again, you know, a nightly occurrence of just talking about how great Nick Batum was in the game. It's just a nightly thing now. I mean, getting his hands on the ball, playing the passing lanes. He's so long, he can, you know, get over screens, as I say so many times. You know, gets over screens and it's no difference. And the corner three, I mean, 2K. You better update that badge, get him that corner specialist. Because that left corner three, two big ones again to end the game. Just like we saw against Phoenix. But Batum's defense, awesome again. He just does the right things on a basketball court. And he finished with 13 points, 4 of 9, 3 of 6 from 3, 5 boards. Doesn't get better than that. But yeah, our defense was really good. First quarter was only 21-15. But then we got sloppy in the second quarter, and it was the bench of the Warriors without Steph Curry in the game that got him back into it. And it was the only guy that can create shots, as we've talked about on Dime Dropper, Eric Paschal. Everybody else is a little bit limited when it comes to creating for that Warriors team in that second unit. And Paschal was taking advantage of, it, of us, you know, unnecessarily switching small guys onto him. And yeah, just... 
you know, late rotations, and they started to crawl back into the game because Kawhi and PG were having a stinker in that first half. And by the way, we got to give a shout-out to Kawhi, even with the quad injury. All my little, you know, little troll Laker fans, load management, load management, load management. Well, guess what? Tonight he proved he could still play a back-to-back, you know, and I think this got to be a shout-out to the coach because Glenn Rivers used to be really used to you know, he didn't want to risk it. He was always like, you know what, we'll just, it's most importantly is going into the playoffs healthy. Well, Ty Lue's like, you know what, we're not trying to drop two games in a row. We're trying to keep the momentum going. Kawhi, you play tonight. And I love that Kawhi said, you know what, I'm down. I thought it was only a precautionary measure um, because Paul George, I thought Paul George was going to play and Kawhi was going to sit. The fact that we could get everybody back tonight, including Morris, who gave us some, you know, looked like he hadn't skipped a beat in terms of offense in that second unit, coming in and hitting some open threes and, you know, pulling up for that mid-range that he loves. Four of nine from Marcus in 18 minutes, 12 points. So that was great to see. But my player of the game tonight, even though we went we went down six, because, you know, the Warriors, you've got to give the Warriors credit because they fought and their defenses looked, because we've been covering them here, their defenses looked so much better since that second game of, or third game of the season against Chicago. And it really starts with Andrew Wiggins. I mean, you guys, I think you guys were watching tonight, Clipper fans. Look at the job he did on Kawhi Leonard tonight. I mean, the guy's been really good defensively since that. Just really good in general. Again, Andrew Wiggins tonight making some tough shots off the dribble on Kawhi. Really taking that challenge. He was 8 of 12 from the field. three of, uh, I'm sorry, 2 of 4 from 3. 19 points. Andrew Wiggins, I thought, was really solid. Kelly Oubre continues to struggle from distance. He does do the other things well, like play defense, continues to fight, continues to get some steals. But Kelly... He's got to chill with the threes a little bit. Eight points, four of 13, 0 of 6. Didn't have a great game tonight. Kind of returned back to his broke ways. But he's just really struggling shooting the ball, and I think he needs to chill. I also think that Draymond, who wasn't, who wasn't too bad tonight, but the thing is against these better teams, Draymond Green's going to need to be a, a threat at least. You know, a lot of times I saw him swinging that extra pass to Kelly Oubre when it's like, dude, at this point, he's not much of a better shooter than you are. Like, Draymond, if, if I mean, here's the thing. I expected the Warriors to be a first-round exit, seventh, eighth seed kind of team. And that's what I think they're going to be, regardless if Draymond hits open threes or not. But if they want to have any chance of competing against any teams like us or the Nuggets or the Jazz or, you know, those type of teams in the playoffs, Draymond needs to be a, a threat to score the ball offensively, not just create. And, yeah, I think we did a great job of keeping the team in check. And Steph could not get that assistance to score tonight outside of Andrew Wiggins. And the Clipper defense was great and a special shout. Obviously, I thought Kawhi even though his offense was slow and, you know, he got really going in that second half and that fourth quarter, that's exactly what we talk about with AD and LeBron. You know, they sometimes can cruise in games, but to end games well. And Kawhi and, and Paul George really ended the game attacking the basket, which is exactly what I preach on this show all the time. Stop settling. It's 2021. The game is softer than it's ever been. Get to the rim. And Paul George and Kawhi nearly dunked on some fools. Uh, late in that game, Kawhi was getting a little pissed off because Draymond had a pretty hard foul on him. But I thought Kawhi, overall this whole season, has done a really good job with some weak side rotations, getting his hand on guys going up around the rim, getting some nice strips and blocks right around, you know, blindsiding guys when they're right about to go up. He's been getting them on that weak side rotation. He got a couple more strips tonight. He got a block and a steal. But he turned the ball over too much for me. Seven turnovers for Kawhi, but ultimately he had 15 points in the second half, and Paul George had 16 points in the second half, which led us to victory like the Stars do. Steph Curry didn't have another star he could go to offensively when it came to scoring. We did. Paul George, despite the 5 of 15, he did what was needed to win the game, and a huge three when we were down six in that fourth quarter to cut the deficit in half. Also, shout out to Kennard, who made a big shot as well uh, after that, but... Two guys I'm a little concerned about, Lou 
and Zoo. Lou, because he's just looking like this is the first year of his decline. Like, he's just tough to play sometimes. And Zoo, because as I said in the preview, I need to go find that clip. But he just looks a little out of sorts on the bench. And it's going to be tough because I think Ibaka can play off the bench. But I think Zoo needs to start. But I, I think Ty Lue is very set in his ways. You know, with Ibaka spreading the floor. And the, the athleticism and length that we have with that five in the starting lineup is really good. So, I don't know. It's, it's really tough decisions for Ty. But ultimately, we got the win tonight. Kawhi Leonard, 21 points, 7 to 12 in the end. He was he had a decent percentage, but still, he looked a little like, you know, I can see why he doesn't play back-to-backs. My player of the game, though, tonight, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, was Serge Ibaka. 5 of 13 from the field, but 12 and 14, 14 rebounds. He was dominating the glass, but mainly the amount of shots he changed underneath the basket, whether it was, you know, he only had one block, but the shots that he affected, the contesting, you know, getting out to shooters, putting up contests, on those shooters, you know, going out and guarding Steph Curry with Patrick Beverly, trapping him at the top. He was just taking care of everything for me tonight. He had a big three at the second. I think it was the second half. He had a nice three. And overall, Serge was just great tonight. He bounced back. He was finishing around the basket and just doing everything that was needed to win. And Serge Ibaka was my player of the game for the Clips. Great win, 6-3. and three. We move on to the next game against the Warriors. Hopefully, we can sweep these motherfuckers and go back down to the best part of California, right back where we belong in SoCal. Anyway, great win, great night for your boys since the Clips won. Let's go to the other game we had tonight, which was a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals, which was a fantastic uh, series last year as far as glorified Summer League is concerned. Celtics and Heat. You know, the Heat have started the season a little slow. Jimmy Butler's been hurt. But him and Jason Tatum were going at it tonight from the start. But the Celtics, unlike their first couple of games, started with a lot better energy in this game, because I get, I think that they they couldn't take their opponent for granted, because these are the guys that knocked him out. And Jason Tatum really set the tone offensively, aggressive to the basket, hitting his threes, you know. And nobody besides Jimmy Butler could really get much going offensively for the Heat. And the, the, the Celtics defense was really good, and they were making some shots. Uh, Tice started making some shots as well, but as the game went on, you know, it was really, you know, Celtics really kept the, the Heat at bay in that first half. But in the second half, Celtics started out a little stagnant offensively in that third quarter. Heat started playing Heat basketball, moving the ball, getting good shots. Bam Adebayo, I thought, was great. I mean, he just keeps improving every year, doesn't he? His ability to bring up the ball, like, you know, just like Jokic, like, they both are centers that, like, they get the ball and they don't even look at their point guards. They just bring it up themselves, which is extremely new and very, it's, it's, it's very interesting and unique to see. And Bam looks like he's gotten a little better at that mid-range jumper, which I talked about a lot in my bubble recaps. So... That's a good sign for the Heat. But Tyler Hero really struggled tonight. And it seems like he's been struggling a bit this season. Correct me if I'm wrong. But 2 of 8, 1 of 5 from 3. He was the Celtic killer in the bubble. And the Celtics responded really well in the fourth quarter. Especially Jason Tatum. You know, made some big threes. Jalen Brown, even though he didn't have his best shooting night, he stayed aggressive. You know, found other ways to contribute. 21 points, 12 boards, 5 assists for JB, only one turnover. Marcus Smart also low turnover. Didn't have his best shooting night, 3 of 10. But zero turnovers and 6 assists for Marcus Smart. Tice, 13 points, decent performance. On Tristan Thompson, I've noticed even though he does a good job rebounding, I think that his role may need to be a little limited. And it was tonight. He only played 20 minutes. But one of my friends said a, made a good point, one of my Celtics fans' friends, was saying that, you know, we might as well play Rob Williams more than, more than Thompson because even though Thompson, you know, he has good offensive rebounding, you know, it's hard. The spacing gets harder when he's out there with Tice 
and the guy doesn't have any lift. You know, he has no bounce. He doesn't really affect shots at the rim. The Heat were kind of getting whatever they wanted, and teams have been able to get what they want on him in the paint. Rob Williams has a lot more bounce, and even Tice, honestly, is is a better option than Thompson because he's more, he's a little quicker. He can get out to the perimeter a little bit better, and he still, I think, blocks shots at a relatively, or contests shots at a relatively even level. But Grant Williams was also a guy today that I thought gave the Celtics some good minutes. 28 minutes of play. He only had five points, but he had some great defense. Uh, Achua, though, was getting some good rebounds over him in that fourth quarter. But as the game went on, the Celtics started to pull away, started making some plays, especially Jason Tatum. Um, but yeah, the, the Heat, funny thing is the Heat don't quit, and, and no Leaf is safe against them. And... You know, when they started going, they started going a little stagnant and settling for some bad threes. But then Duncan Robinson started hitting like he does so often. And the Celtics nearly blew the game again. But, you know, it came down to, you know, Drogic making that open three, tying the game. And I still think Drogic still doesn't look 100% up to scratch. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but he was okay tonight. 14 points, 5 of 12, 1 of 5 from three. But the Celtics... Look who came to save the day tonight. Our guy, Peyton Pritchard. The kid from West Lynn for the win. My goodness. That kid ass heart. And, you know, I've been seeing it a lot, and I couldn't agree more, man. It's so sad that Tommy Heinsohn isn't here anymore because he would have loved Peyton for the effort that he puts every night. Being in the right place at the right time. Putting the ball in the basket, getting the Celtics a win. That's the third game winner of the season for the Celtics. You know, we had the Tatum one against the Bucks on opening night. Then we had Tatum against the Pistons and now Peyton Pritchard. I mean, Celtics are quickly becoming one of the most exciting teams in the league in terms of how close their games are. You know, three game winners, five games decided by like last possession. Unbelievable. Big win for the Celtics. A little redemption as far as regular season is concerned. I still think the Heat are fine. I don't think it's a big deal to lose to this kind of team. But they need to get their act together because I know they're more of a playoff team, but they need to try to, you know, I think the regular season camaraderie, especially in a season like this, is big time. And they need to beat the easier teams. But the Celtics, 6-3, and three, three wins on the bounce. And, you know, if you're a Celtics fan right now, you've got to love watching this because you're really seeing Tatum and Jalen take those steps as a leader. They're growing every game. You can see the way they're commanding the game. They're, you know, learning the trials and tribulations of a leader. You know, you make mistakes. You've got to play well for 48 minutes, but the team runs on your energy, your aggression. And Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum have aspirations to be leaders of a championship team, and they've developed together. And I think that they can fulfill those aspirations in the decade. But And that's why I think the Celtics fans and the Celtic organization don't hit the panic button. Let these guys develop and blossom. Because they are so good and they have the right mindset. Let them, you know, let them go. Don't make a huge trade. You know, let this ride. And Peyton Pritchard, shout out, man, with that game winner. Big time stuff from the kid from Westland. Huge win for the Seas. All right, that's it for me tonight. And a little early. We're going 15-minute recap tonight. Uh, let me know what you thought. Make sure to get the feedback to me. Make sure to check out my latest episode series, Is the NBA Getting Better and Better? Work my dick off on it. So please... Please go check it out. I beg you. Anyway, that's all for tonight, folks. Now we go to the live subscribers, the 41 waiting so patiently in the live chat. We'll be back tomorrow with recaps of the TNT games, Lakers, Spurs. I don't know. I think it's Nets, Sixers, and also the Wizards, Sixers tonight alongside Suns, Kings, oh no, Suns, Raptors, and Hawks losing their third in a row. I am very disappointed about that. Very, that they're losing these games to these weak teams, but that's all for me, guys. Thanks for joining me. Peace.